Hi, this is Robert Helms, and thanks for listening to the Real Estate Guys podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think. Thanks so much. Now, on with the show. Hey, Russ, what are you doing? Hey, I'm just uh, here uh, listening to a book. I see you're listening to a book. I hear you're listening to a book. What is the book you're listening to? Ah, I'm listening to Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Oh, one of my favorites. Don't tell me you're at audible.com. I love it. Yeah, here's a way for you to get uh, all kinds of great audiobooks that you can download uh, at your convenience and listen wherever you are. Do what we do. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys, and you can browse the entire assortment and also see their very special bonus offer. It's, a, it's such a great way to, to leverage your, um, your uh, time. Yeah, you can do it while you're driving, while you're working out. Please don't do it while you're listening to the Real Estate Guys radio program. But at any other time, it's a great time to check out the latest uh, in authors, speakers, and uh, a lot of great content. And find out more at audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Listen to something great this week. Go online. The real estate guys. The real estate guys need your help. We're conducting an online survey to learn more about the information that you're looking for and how we can help grow the real estate guys radio program. Just a few minutes of your time will help us help you. While you're online, subscribe to our e newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with the real estate guys. Help us to help you go online with the real estate guys at realestateguysradio.com. Realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Shift happens. A huge shift in the real estate world has happened when it comes to uh, what's going on in the lending world. So we're going to talk about the new rules of lending today on the program. And uh, first, let's uh, welcome back uh, the man who uh, has not been in the co-host seat uh, recently, but he's here this week, uh, Russell Gray. I had to come back and make sure my seat was still here. And it is. Good. I'm happy were, to be you here. You were out on assignment. And, I have uh, been that's out on assignment for Part sure. of what we're going to talk about today, because uh, I know you just got uh, back, uh, what, a week and a half ago from the Florida Association of Mortgage Brokers Convention. Yes, I've been immersing myself in the mortgage uh, brokerage industry for the last quite a while, but we're right in the middle of the, the trade show season. And the trade shows are a great time to go out and you get a chance to meet people and hear what's going on. And, you know, you can learn a lot just walking through the trade show floor and watching which booths the brokers are gravitating towards. You get a feel for the enthusiasm for the business in general by how many people even show up. You know, it's a funny deal. I'm in an elevator, right? And I've got my little convention badge on and uh, we're in there and I'm going up to my room or going down to the trade show floor. I don't remember which, but we're, there's a bunch of us in there and a guy looks at me and he goes, uh, you know, what are you here for? And I said, well, I'm here for the mortgage brokers convention. And he looks at me and he says, are there even still mortgage brokers? <laughs> <laughs> That's what America wants to know. And uh, in fact, there are. And, you know, in a way, what's happened over the last year and a half, uh, starting with the subprime meltdown and moving through all the latest and greatest, what we talked about uh, uh, last week on the show with uh, Fannie and Freddie and and the, all of that. Right. There's been just a, a big shift, a huge change in this industry. But it's a crucial time. It's a pivotal time. And as real estate investors, it's important that we stay up to date with what's going on because the rules are constantly changing. Well, one of the things I get a chance to see as I'm out there at these trade shows is you can see the offerings that are being made by the various vendors who are catering to the mortgage brokerage community. 
and the types of offerings, the types of booths, the types of programs, the types of services, they're changing. And they're changing because the problems and the challenges and the opportunities in the marketplace have all changed and the smart companies are adapting. And really, it's the same thing as being a real estate investor. A lot of people are so freaked out right now because so many things are changing that they just can't get their mind around it. The things that worked really well three and four and five years ago in real estate investing, those are still basic fundamental principles. And they're great to have in your quiver of, of strategies and techniques. But, you, you know, you got to realize that when, when the situation has changed, you got to change your approach a little bit. And uh, so for the people who are really paying attention to what's going on and, and, not, and, and coming at it from the paradigm that, hey, when there's something going wrong, when there's a challenge, when there's a change, that's going to create pockets of opportunity because there's going to be a large percentage of people that as the bend in the road comes, they don't see it coming because they're just looking at, you know, doing what's right in front of them and they're not kind of looking down the horizon and they're going to miss the turn. And the people who are kind of at the front of the pack are going to turn quicker and get to the opportunity sooner. And you always want to be in front of the pack when something changes and ride whatever the next wave is. Well, and there's been so much change. I was just uh, reacquainted with a, a friend of mine that I hadn't seen for a few years and uh, she's a real estate pro- professional uh, in, a, in a marketplace that I used to do a lot of work in. And I thought, ah, you know, I wonder what's going on with her, I come across her website. She is the short sale expert. Yeah, well, there's a like, lot of that. Well, right wait now. a minute. Well, where did that come from? Right today, we have a lot of short sales, which we'll explain in a minute. In case you're not uh, up to speed with that, but that biz, there was no short sale business three years ago. Now, does that mean she's gone into the apparel industry? Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is there's some houses that have only a seven foot roof height. <laughs> she sells those. Yes, so she's your she's your gal. Uh, no, obviously uh, a short sale uh, is very predominant today when you negotiate uh, the sale of a property at a price below the loan against it, typically the first. So you need to have the lender's cooperation today to do that. So imagine you bought a house for $400,000. You got a loan for $300,000. Today, your house is worth two fifty. You are upside down. Yes. We call that being underwater. Yes. So you, what, 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 do you, what can you do? Well, one of the things you can consider is a short sale where you find a buyer at 240 and then make a petition to the lender to reduce the amount of their loan payoff. And believe it or not, many times lenders are not happy, but willing to do that because something is better than nothing. Yeah. And one of the biggest challenges right now is the decision you have to make as an investor because your credit is very precious. And in fact, in a lot of ways, it's even more precious today than it was before because the lending guidelines are getting more and more strict. And so they're looking for people with better scores and better documentable income and all of that. And so the decision to walk away from a property in terms of going to a short sale, it's going to impact your credit. Yes. But at some point you have to say, well, look, I've got all these properties and I've lost all this money. And in order to save my credit, it's going to cost me however much it's going to cost. You have to decide if it's worth it. You may just decide, hey, the better part of valor is I'm going to take the hit to my credit. I'm going to wait three or five years or however long it takes to get it repaired. And then what I'll do is uh, start back over again, but I'm going to mitigate my loss now and go ahead and try and get out from underneath this property, which is severely underwater. Is it easier to repair your credit or is it easier to find an extra couple hundred thousand dollars? You need to decide. It's not only the credit issue, though. It's also there's a tax issue. Now, it's beyond the scope of today's program, but there is uh, there quite possibly could be a tax ramification of you getting debt relief. And right. so if you owed 300000 back to my example, and the lender agreed to settle for 245 actually would be less than that by the time you had cost and so forth, maybe 220 there's a very good chance that the difference between what you owed and what the lender got paid might look like a taxable income to you, money you never got, 
but debt relief. And so be sure to check with your tax professional before you make any kind of those moves. Uh, Russ mentioned that uh, there are some uh, new uh, changes in the regulations. In fact, today we're going to give you some of the specifics about the uh, new changes uh, and what that means to you as a real estate investor. Uh, so we'll go through what the, the change are. A couple different things on the horizon when it comes to that. And understand that the lending business, like many businesses, um, is both a national business and a state-by-state business. So there are new federal regulations and are, there are the uh, the associations and groups that help this industry and work in this industry and they have some new uh, guidelines and so forth. And then there are state-by-state uh, changes too. So uh, obviously we're going to cover the, the kind of the federal, the big picture, and, and you need to be uh, acquainted with uh, acquainted with whatever might happen in your state or your county or, or your locality. Right. I think the bigger point there really is then rather than trying to grab a notepad and write down all the little things or expect us to try to cover all the nuances state-by-state or even on a national level, just like you mentioned earlier that if you decide to do a short sale, you could have tax ramifications. Ever since we've been doing this, we've always talked about the importance of working with an advisory team, having a team of advisors, your tax person, your loan person, your estate planning person, you know, your insurance person, all of these different people that are a part of your advisory board for your personal finances. And when you decide to make a major financial decision, don't just consult with one, but consult with several. I can tell you right now, if you're thinking about looking at getting a loan, don't think that what you did even six months ago is going to be valid today because the rules are rapidly changing. You're going to want to go talk to a active, experienced, professional mortgage consultant and have them walk you through exactly what it is that's available to you for your particular situation, your particular property, and then make sure that you're making those decisions within the context of your tax situation and your personal investment objectives and so on and so forth. You know, there's a great, uh, great quote that tough times never last, but tough people do, right? In fact, Robert Schuller had a book of, of that title, and uh, we had the chance to be together at uh, the Success Symposium uh, a few weeks back. That was an extraordinary event. You and Robert Schuller? And uh, no, 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 you and I. You and me. That's I was right. looking That's at you. Right. Of course, yes. yes. And, and, and uh, <laughs> I could see that you looking at yes, me. Yes, you could see that, but uh, they couldn't see unless they looked right <laughs> into the speakers directly that I was doing that. And uh, one of the gentlemen that uh, spoke that day uh, was uh, Dennis Waitley. Yes. And I've been listening to his audio program, The Psychology of Winning. Yes. And one of the all-time greatest audio programs, and it's just extraordinary. His whole mindset, the guy has coached Olympic athletes and Fortune 500 companies, and, and here he is in his 70s still speaking. Just amazing, uh, inspirational uh, guy. And he was talking about how yeah, the times have changed and the rules have changed, but if if you're going to last, you you have to change. Extraordinary stuff. Now, one of the things we are big proponents of is uh, turning drive time into learn time. If you're right. working out at the gym, if you're driving in your car, you know, don't beep and bop to the radio. As much as we love music, uh, we, we want to put good ideas into your mind. And a great resource uh, for that is audible.com. In fact, you can get Dennis Waitley's The Psychology of Winning updated for the 21st century there. And uh, today's our, our show is brought to you in part by audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. They have over 30 35,000 titles you can choose from to be downloaded and played back anywhere, just like the real estate guys can. Our podcast, our MP3. If you want uh, to get a free audiobook uh, because you listen today, log on to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up. So, uh, pretty easy stuff. I think so. I mean, I think if you aren't putting good ideas in your mind, you're crazy. And today with the technology we've got, the ability to 
cart around huge amounts of material. Uh, you know, I, we spent a lot of time in airplanes, you and I, and uh, you know, you just look at everybody there with their their little portable device and the little uh, earphones hanging out their ears, and you can just you have so much access to information. To not take advantage of a service like that just would be crazy. It's amazing. So I just thought I'd put a nice plug in there for our, our sponsor. As we're talking about this idea of changing, it's one of the things that Dr. Whitley always talks about, and uh, that you've got to you've got to like you were talking about right. the road turns. You've got to be looking forward far enough to see the turn but not so far that you have your head in the cloud. Well, you know, one of the things that's funny about that is because, you know, Dennis's stuff is timeless. And so Dennis is there saying, you know, when things change, you've got to change. But the reality is his speech really hasn't changed that much. <laughs> that's right. Because it's a timeless truth. You know, and, and you and I, I mean, thanks to you, I've had the chance to experience some really awesome concerts. And the Eagles is one of my favorite bands. And you were nice enough to take me not once, but I think two or three times. And when we go to see the Eagles, the thing that I love about the Eagles is they do their songs exactly the way you remember them. And they play all of their old hits. They're not one of these guys like I don't want to go sing my old hits I want to do new stuff they do do new stuff you know what I mean but it's just like wow I really want to hear these guys do what they do best and when I go hear Dennis Waitley I love to hear him talk about what he does best because nobody says it better than Dennis now to get your free audiobook you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys you don't have to get Dennis Waitley there's 35,000 titles get what you want to get when we come back we're going to talk about the new regula- uh, regulations it's regulation Z so that's why I put that Z in there regulations uh, that are uh, <laughs> out there for uh, mortgages and more about the new rules of lending uh, on today's Real Estate Guys program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Equity happens. Is it happening to you? Learn more at realestateguysradio.com. heard about the red hot texas real estate market well it's true and now you can invest securely with guaranteed rents on brand new model homes one of the most sought after investments in real estate is now available to you model home lease backs perfect for long distance investors the builder leases the homes back from you after closing and guarantees the rent the builder's the tenant and here's the best news no property management fees no maintenance no repairs no upkeep and an immediate tenant you can expect reliable rent payments homes that are meticulously cared for most model leasebacks have positive cash flow with as little as a 15 percent down payment and you typically have an easy resale or re-rental because every buyer wants the model sound interesting it should call texas investor homes at 972-897-6190 that's 972-897-6190 There's limited inventory available, so call now, 972-897-6190, or visit TexasInvestorHomes.com. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to AudiblePodcast.com forward slash Real Estate Guys today for details. Are your assets protected? A friend of mine in the States lost everything in a frivolous lawsuit. His partner lost nothing. How can that be? Because the partner had his business, real estate, and brokerage assets in corporations and LLCs. His assets were protected. My friend learned the hard way that asset protection is a must in America. You don't have to go through that. Asset protection isn't difficult or expensive, but you've got to be proactive. You've got to visit CorporateDirect.com. At CorporateDirect.com, you'll find the information and free resources necessary to achieve asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. You can also set up a free consultation with an asset protection consultant. CorporateDirect.com. 
Rich.com is your source for protection and planning and is affiliated with Rich Dad's advisor and best-selling author, attorney Garrett Sutton. In America, no one will protect your assets for you. Act now and visit CorporateDirect.com. Affordable asset protection is at CorporateDirect.com today. That's www.CorporateDirect.com. Chadwick. Look, Chadwick. Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network. Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Our topic today, shift happens, this big shift in the economy and the lending world. What does that mean? And uh, we mentioned earlier that uh, you should uh, seek guidance from your tax professional. And as luck would have it, we happen to have our tax professional on the line. Let's welcome uh, certified public accountant Dan Kennedy. Hey, Dan. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Good, good, good. Hey, thanks for uh, calling in, especially on a short notice. We were just talking about the fact that uh, when somebody negotiates a short sale, when they take less uh, for the property uh, than even the loan against it, they might have a tax consequence. Can you speak to that? Yes. Um, so anytime you um, sell a property in a short sale for less than the debt of the property, that's called um, debt forgiveness. And that means the bank received less than their loan, um, and you would get a 1099C from the bank for that debt forgiveness, and that debt forgiveness is taxable income. So a 1099C is just like a 1099 like you got income, and you're going to have to report and pay tax on income, which you never really received. Yeah. So the difference is on a 1099 like interest, you would have gotten cash, and that's why you got that. In this, you actually get no cash. It's almost like phantom income. Um, but yet you still owe the same amount of tax on it as you would interest income. Now, it kind of depends on your situation, too. Yes. So obviously we told people they really need to check with their tax professional before they consider something like this. But what are the things they need to, to think about or talk with their tax person about? Um, well, first off, you should understand before you do a short sale, what is my basis in the property? Um, and quickly, without going, basis is what you would have paid for it or received boot in it on a 1031 exchange, less any depreciation taken plus any improvements. So that basis is your um, what you can take on the loss potentially or gain uh, against the, the sales proceeds. In the case of a short sale, that short sale inevitably effectively becomes the debt. So it would look different to a person who just bought, say, a house to live in and negotiated a short sale versus someone who this was maybe the third uh, leg up in their 1031 tax deferred exchange. 
Very different. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the basis on 1031 exchanges carries over, and so your basis will be back to what you originally, your first leg, and so it can be very low um, compared to your debt. So you can have like as little as $100,000 basis and owe like $500,000. Um, then you'd have like effectively a $400,000 gain on a sale. Uh, while if you just bought your first house, most likely, especially today, you're not going to get 100% financing. So most likely your debt is below your basis, and therefore you would have a tax loss on a sale. Right. And so, the treatment is different. Uh, just go back to what you said. I'm not sure if you're uh, on a home that you own, you live in, versus a rental property, how it's treated. Okay. So uh, one more reason why you need to uh, get uh, your your specific situation in front of your tax professional before you make a decision as to whether you want to even pursue a short sale. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of the considerations. It's not the only consideration. I'm sure you talk about that. You just one piece of the puzzle you must understand when considering something. You know, what's your um, potential outcome in the future? Will you expect the property to go up and down? How much negative cash flow are you incurring or not incurring right now? So there's it's just, but it's an important piece to consider always. Does, did Dan, I just want to ask a quick question. Does that apply also like in a deed and lose situation? That Yes. It's very, they're almost, for tax purposes, they're very similar. Um, so in the real, I mean, in the financial world and in the um, legal world, they're different. But in the tax world, they're very similar. Adid and Lou, if uh, you are in a situation where the lenders uh, think about foreclosing and you say, listen, Mr. Lender, sorry, uh, you know, it's not working out, rather than you go through the whole foreclosure process, I am willing to sign a deed over to you in lieu of a foreclosure process. So just to, to clarify that. Hey, uh, yeah. Dan, I, I know it's not all, uh, that's not all good news for everyone listening. So uh, there's a little bit of good news. Uh, why don't you uh, share with us uh, what's, uh, what's happening right now as, uh, as far as bonus depreciation for the current tax year? Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out what you're getting to. Yeah, so a lot of people um, in the most recent economic stimulus package pack, passed a little while back that, you know, all the news talked about the 600 bucks everybody was entitled to, well, not everybody, excuse me, potentially entitled to. They also passed something called bonus depreciation. And this affects real estate investors as well as business owners. And I, if you buy an asset, a personal asset, um, you can depreciate half of that in the first year. So I, if you're a real estate investor and you buy a refrigerator to improve a place, um, you make um, improvements to the... Um, windows, outside, you do some driveway work, any of that kind of stuff, you'd be able to appreciate it 50% in the first year of your cost. Instead of having to capitalize it, you appreciate over 5 or 15 years. So therefore, you can get a big deduction in the first year, not recapturing most of your cost. Even if you financed that, those improvements, you'd still be able to deduct it. Excellent. All right. Well, we didn't want to. We want to bring you on and have it be all doom and gloom and not some good news. So that's uh, that's good. And uh, we always say contact your uh, tax professional because they know things you don't. And if uh, you don't have one, you ought to call Dan Kennedy. Uh, actually, uh, Dan's uh, email address is dan at dpkcpa.com. Dan at dpkcpa.com. Hey, Dan. Thanks so much for uh, sharing some uh, information with us. Sure, Robert. All right. You take care.
Thank you very much. All right. You know, so many times we have a tax question or we bring up a tax topic and uh, we, we say, well, you better check, check with your tax professional. And, and uh, then ours is listening and calls in. How great is it's that? It's pretty good. You know, it's so easy to assume and not double check. And then you build your whole case or your whole strategy on an assumption. And if it's a faulty assumption, your strategy falls apart. So if you don't want to take it in the shorts <laughs> on a short sale, then you better make sure you get your tax guy involved. Absolutely. So uh, so there's some changes. And uh, some of the changes, obviously, are uh, the business changes, and you know we we talked about last week how uh, the, the the news with Fannie and Freddie and IndyMac Bank and all of that. Uh, but what's happened is there are some new federal regulations, and uh, you know that's controversial. Anytime the government steps in and says this is how to how, how it'll be, but there's updates to what they call Regulation Z. Some for all mortgages, and uh, some that uh, they're they're uh, attributing to what we call high cost mortgages. Here to uh, share information with us on that, Certified Equity Happens Mortgage Consultant. Then Greg Medallia. Hey, Greg. Hey, Robert. How's it doing? Good. How are you? Okay. Hey, what's uh, what's new with uh, with uh, Reg Z? Well, the Federal Reserve is trying to uh, tighten up regulations for lending, and they've specifically uh, carved out an area they're calling high cost loans, and this is uh, specifically for your primary residence, so it doesn't include investment properties. Um, so you might ask, what is what is a high cost loan? Right. Right, so that's been uh, debated quite uh, a lot uh, lately, but the uh, but there's the actually new, an answer. It's surprising. There, there is actually an answer. Yes, we do have an answer. This just came out last Monday, and so um, the Federal Reserve is uh, defining a high cost loan as any first mortgage that is 1.5 percent. Now, stick with me on this. 1.5 percent over the Freddie Mac 30-year um, average, 30-year uh, fixed loan average, which they publish on a weekly basis on, on their website. So long story short is what their average is is about 6.3, 6.4% right now. So any loan that is 1.5% over that um, ends up being qualifying as a high-cost loan, which would put it at about 7.8, 7.9% uh, any loan. So that really doesn't uh, capture any of the, the conforming loan amounts, which in our area go to 729750 um, but any loans that are over a conforming amount, it might actually capture those jumbo loans. Um, so there's a little bit of controversy about that, but that's the way it is right now, um, or actually will be implemented um, in October of 2009. So we have a little bit of time before this actually goes into uh, to, uh, into law or into an effect. But, and, and, uh, and part of it is, I mean, I mean, there's some there's some parts of these changes that are going to affect all mortgages, not just the high cost mortgages, right? And and, and it's really designed to keep mortgage brokers and other lenders from coercing or encouraging, uh, you know, misrepresentation of value. And they've got to provide good faith statements and some of the information that uh, you've shared with us at, uh, at our live events. Um, but the high-cost loans, it, it, they're even harder on. Well, yeah. I mean, what they're really trying to do, and it's, it's somewhat closing the barn door after the horse has left, but they're really trying to um, go after the subprime. These are, you know, high cost is another euphemism for subprime. Now, the subprime market has pretty much collapsed as far as, you know, loan availability there. But, you know, it's almost like if, if the, uh, that market were start to, you know, reconstruct itself, these are the laws that it's going to have to operate under in the future. Right. So that's, that's one thing, you know, that's where the de- definition is. And, and as you're, you're, you're right in saying is that there were some other regulations that came out under there for disclosures and you can't coerce appraisers and that type of thing. But one of the critical things that's coming out of the new regulations is that for high-cost loans, you have to 
a lender has to document income. You can't rely on just statements any longer. It has to be actually documented income um, for high-cost loans specifically. So that essentially means there's no more stated um, income loans in the high-cost area. Gotcha. So that's a huge change. And yeah, that's a, that is a massive change. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so really if you're – I mean, it, it, and, and it just depends on where you are uh, in terms of your – lending profile, but more important than ever that you get with your mortgage professional before you make a move uh, when it comes to making an offer on, on real estate because you need to make sure you, you can perform. Yeah, absolutely. We know, and again, you know, really in, in the high cost or quote unquote high cost, you know, area is, is really, you know, trying to identify or trying to make regulations for um, the sub, what used to be the subprime loans. Is that's really being taken up now by FHA loans. You know, FHA is really coming in and, and handling anybody who would be qualifying, you know, for a subprime type of loan. So um, these regulations again will be, you know, there for people, you know, in companies that are going to be looking to start offering loans in this, you know, quote unquote, high cost area at some point. All right. Well, thanks, Greg. Hey, do you have time to stay with us? I also would like to talk about the Neighborhood Stabilization Act. Sure. All right. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about some new requirements there as we learn about the new rules of lending here on the Real Estate Guys radio program. When we come back, real estate trivia. Stay with us. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. You've heard about the red-hot Texas real estate market. Well, it's true. And now you can invest securely with guaranteed rents on brand-new model homes. One of the most sought-after investments in real estate is now available to you. Model home leasebacks. Perfect for long-distance investors. The builder leases the homes back from you after closing and guarantees the rent. The builder's the tenant. And here's the best news. No property management fees, no maintenance, no repairs, no upkeep, and an immediate tenant. You can expect reliable rent payments, homes that are meticulously cared for. Most model leasebacks have positive cash flow with as little as a 15% down payment. And you typically have an easy resale or re-rental because every buyer wants the model. Sound interesting? It should. Call Texas Investor Homes at 972-897-6190. That's 972-897-6190. There's limited inventory available, so call now, 972-897-6190, or visit TexasInvestorHomes.com. Go online with the Real Estate Guys. The Real Estate Guys need your help. We're conducting an online survey to learn more about the information that you're looking for and how we can help grow the Real Estate Guys radio program. Just a few minutes of your time will help us help you. While you're online, subscribe to our e-newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with the Real Estate Guys. Help us to help you. Go online with the Real Estate Guys at realestateguysradio.com. realestateguysradio.com. When it's time to move, it's time to find the best real estate agent in your area. With so many agents to choose from, it's easy to pick the wrong one. Don't settle for average when you can have extraordinary. For a no-cost referral to an excellent agent in your area, call the Global Property Network at 877-411-4GPN. Their team of experts will pre-screen agents to find the one that's right for you. There's no obligation, so call 877-411-4476. That's 877-411-4GPN. 
Hey, John, what's up? Oh, stressed, man. I thought I made some good investments, but I'm getting terrible cash flow. It's like I'm stuck in this rat race and I can't get out. Ah, uh, that sounds like me until the investor's paradigm showed me how to velocitize my cash like a bank. The investor's what? The investor's paradigm. They specialize in cash flow strategies that turn my assets into cash cows. Now my only stress is wishing I'd heard about this five years ago. Wow, how'd you find out about this? Well, I downloaded a free report at cashflowwealth.com and it completely changed the way I look at investing. I'll never be the same. Increase your cash flow and leave the rent race behind. Download your free report at cashflowwealth.com. Say you heard about it on the Real Estate Guys radio show and receive a $49 audio program for free. That's cashflowwealth.com. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program heard every weekend on this great radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. Also, you can sign up to listen to our show via podcast, as many of you do, and listen when it's convenient for you. Right now, before we get back to our topic, which is talking about the new rules of lending, it is time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. Now, the uh, here's how it works. We've been doing this for the last uh, month, or, or actually a couple months. It works great. We're, because some people listen live, because we're tape delayed in some markets, because lots of people listen to the podcast, because some people listen right on our website, we want to make it fair for everybody. So we're doing trivia uh, by email, and the first person with the right answer gets a prize, and then everybody else who gets the right answer gets uh, thrown into a drawing uh, for another prize. And the prize is an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. Find out more at equityhappens.com. So that's all you have to do is uh, send an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com with uh, the question, the answer, your name, and mailing address. So if you're the winner or even one of the runner-up winners, we can send you your book. So that's uh, how trivia works. Last week on the show, our question was, what was the official language of Puerto Rico? And the answer, Puerto Rico actually has two official languages. Both Spanish and English are official languages of Puerto Rico. Spanish is the most widely uh, spoken. But because we're such nice guys, uh, we allowed either answer to be correct. So that's why we uh, got our winners last week. This week on the trivia, here we go. The San Francisco Bay Area experienced a famous earthquake in 1989. What year was the previous famous earthquake in San Francisco? So when was the famous earthquake in San Francisco... That preceded the famous earthquake in San Francisco in 1989. If you know that, send your answer along with your uh, name and mailing address to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. All you need is the year. That will be enough. And if you're fast enough or lucky enough, you'll win. Equity happens, building lifelong wealth with real estate. We're talking about the shift in uh, the real estate world, which, of course, just like the shift of the ground in an earthquake, uh, it's a very loose connection, Russ. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, we were talking about that uh, title of the show, and Russ goes, oh, we need a question on earthquakes. So there you go. Uh, so uh, we're talking about the, the new rules of lending. And uh, with us, Certified Equity Happens Mortgage Consultant, Greg Medallia. And uh, we talked a little bit about the changes to Reg Z. Hey, Greg, tell us about what's going on with this Neighborhood Stabilization Act of 2008. Sure, Robert. Well, there's actually two bills going through Congress right now, and uh, they're supposed to be voted on and presented to the president, I think, on Wednesday, the latest I've heard. So they're a little bit in flux, but they're going through Congress, and the idea is one of the bills, the Neighborhood Stabilization Act, is going to be uh, an an attempt by uh, Congress to 
help uh, essentially bring the government into really the hardest hit foreclosure markets in the country and start buying up homes, essentially start buying up homes and taking foreclosures off the market. The idea is they're going to put together um, somewhere between 10 and $15 billion fund to go out and provide monies to local, state and local agencies to buy up foreclosed homes in really hard-hit neighborhoods to stop, you know, kind of the blighted areas from getting any worse and kind of put the brakes on those particular areas. But the idea there is to, to try to stabilize markets around the country. So the, uh, the government's going to be going in and, and buying up homes, and, and you know, that will be done through local agencies and agencies that already have an existing infrastructure to do that. Kind of the interesting thing about it is that when those whole homes are bought, they're going to be fixed up and, and then sold back into the market, or they're going to be rented out. Um, in either case, the government is looking to actually participate in any appreciation that's going to happen on those homes. So they're, they're getting into the investment bandwagon now, I guess, kind of, to yeah. try to help out those areas. The government is your partner in, yeah. uh, in the program, and they would benefit from part of the appreciation, which is a revolutionary idea. So uh, interesting. We'll watch that one. Also, the Homeownership Retention Act, uh, you, you mentioned that the Stabilization Act is something like 10 to $15 billion. Uh, the Homeownership Retention Act is, is bigger than that. Yeah, well, they're looking at providing through – this would be through FHA, be administered through FHA, um, a $300 billion in new loan guarantees. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to make $300 billion in loans. That means they're going to guarantee um, up to $300 billion in loans, so that if a loan were to default, FHA would guarantee that loan would be repaid then eventually. Um, but the idea here is for people that have subprime loans right now that are going into adjusting, and these are just for people – under very specific circumstances that are in, at risk of losing their home because they're going to be defaulting on their mortgage, is that the FHA would go in and refinance them out of their existing mortgage as opposed to letting them default on their, their current mortgage. The interesting thing about this is the, the, lender, the, the lender who holds the existing note right now and is about to have their loan defaulted on, to, for them to participate, would actually have to accept current 90% of the current market value of the home, so the loan would be 90% of the current market value of the home, and they'd have to accept that now as payment in full for their loan. So essentially, it's, a, it's taking a, a short sale on the property. But, between but it's two, even more than a short sale because you're saying that the owner of the home, is st- even after this, is still going to have 10% equity. Yeah, exactly. So the so the idea there is that the government wants to have the homeowner have actual equity in the property, and um, and then the lender agree to allow the owner to have equity in the property, even though it's at this new reduced valuation on the property. So it's pretty interesting. We should see how that works with the lenders. Now, again, um, this is this is only owner occupied. Again, this is only owner occupied. Yeah, yeah this okay. is not for for investors. But I think both these programs are really going to be helping investors. Anything that's going to be stabilizing. Um, values in you know some of the harder hit neighborhoods is going to have a general effect in, in stabilizing the market. Excellent. Now, um, since we've got you here, what we're talking about today is just all the new changes in the world of lending. And obviously, we appreciate the update on these uh, specific bills, and, and we'll, uh, we'll stay tuned to see what, what happens. Um, as you look out there and you see what's happening in the loan business, this is the business you're in everyday originating mortgages, uh, what do you see? What do you see the, the, the temperature of the, the investors and borrowers is? How have uh, it, has it really translated to the street in terms of um, the difficulty? In obtaining loans today? 
Well, from an invest, it's kind of a bifurcated market. You know, the investment side of the market is is you know the financing side is a little bit more restrictive or you know significantly more restrictive. Probably the biggest thing on the um, investment side is you know Fannie and Freddie's new guidelines that limit the amount of investment property loans to four, and then plus an additional one for your primary residence as a total of five loans. Now, this is just for Fannie and Freddie underwritten loans, but it does make it more difficult for people that are looking to, you know, buy multiple properties. So you have, you know, a great market to be scooping up tons of properties, but then the loans are, you know, a little bit more difficult to get. doesn't mean you, we don't have sources to be able to get financing above and beyond that, but, you know, the majority of the market now is based on Freddie and Fannie uh, loans, and so that, that certainly is a limitation. They used to be 10, now it's, now it's down to four. Yep. Um, but on the uh, uh, if your primary resident side, you know, especially in the Bay Area, you know, sounds been... like my portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but on the uh, primary resident side, you know, we really have uh, an amazing opportunity. You know, the the market here in, in many areas is actually very strong still. And in the Bay Area, we had been living under you know four hundred and seventeen thousand dollar limitation on conforming loan limits. And all of a sudden, because we've had such a difficult time throughout the country for housing, Congress in March um, upped the, the limit for a conforming loan to the maximum of 729750 so basically 730000 So everybody in the Bay Area is essentially benefiting with a higher conforming loan amount. Um, it would have taken years and years and years for us to end up you know, having a $730,000 conforming loan limit. Um, just on a regular, you know, trajectory. Yep. So the nice thing about that in the Bay Area is if you're, you know, you're looking for a house and, uh, you know, have a loan size that would fit into that um, conforming limit, it's, it's fantastic right now. You know, 30-year fixed, six and a quarter, you know, buy it down even lower than that. Um, and that's some pretty amazing rates on a conforming limit that we never would have had access to unless there was, you know, a down cycle in the market right now. All right. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate uh, the input, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to, to uh, hearing more from you when there's new changes to the market. There's Greg Medallia, Certified Equity Happens Mortgage Consultant. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Robert. And uh, we always like to find out what's happening uh, and what that means. So when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what one of the things Greg talked about there. Interest rates still pretty good. What does that mean about the supply of money? You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, John, what's up? Oh, stressed, man. I thought I made some good investments, but I'm getting terrible cash flow. It's like I'm stuck in this rat race and I can't get out. Ah, that sounds like me until the investor's paradigm showed me how to velocitize my cash like a bank. The investor's what? The investor's paradigm. They specialize in cash flow strategies that turn my assets into cash cows. Now my only stress is wishing I'd heard about this five years ago. Wow, how'd you find out about this? Well, I downloaded a free report at cashflowwealth.com. And it completely changed the way I look at investing. I'll never be the same. Increase your cash flow and leave the rat race behind. Download your free report at cashflowwealth.com. Say you heard about it on the Real Estate Guys radio show and receive a $49 audio program for free. That's cashflowwealth.com. Chadwick. Look, Chadwick. 
Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network. Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. Are your assets protected? A friend of mine in the States lost everything in a frivolous lawsuit. His partner lost nothing. How can that be? Because the partner had his business, real estate, and brokerage assets in corporations and LLCs. His assets were protected. My friend learned the hard way that asset protection is a must in America. You don't have to go through that. Asset protection isn't difficult or expensive, but you've got to be proactive. You've got to visit CorporateDirect.com. At CorporateDirect.com, you'll find the information and free resources necessary to achieve asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. You can also set up a free consultation with an asset protection consultant. CorporateDirect.com is your source for protection and planning and is affiliated with Rich Dad's advisor and best-selling author, attorney Garrett Sutton. In America, no one will protect your assets for you. Act now and visit CorporateDirect.com. Affordable asset protection is at CorporateDirect.com today. That's www.CorporateDirect.com. Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you like what you hear, you'll love what you see on Real Estate Guys TV. Go to realestateguystv.com to see us in person. Scary as that is, Russ and I uh, have uh, been hosting the Real Estate Guys uh, television show on the Success Training Network. And uh, lots of news there uh, for uh, for uh, folks who uh, are in the mortgage business. And we'll talk about that before we're done. But um, So we're, we're talking today about the shift that's happened and the new rules of lending. And obviously, uh, Greg just went through some of what the... Uh, existing updates are and some of the future updates that are in the works. But the big message here is that it's different than it used to be. If you started investing two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, the rules have changed as they needed to. The rules gradually changed in the past few years to where it got easier and easier to get a loan until, in fact, it got to the point where almost anybody could get a loan if they had a, a pulse. And so the pendulum swung way too far that way. We've all felt the effect of that. And now, in a way, it's swinging back the other way. It, it's like the uh, Autopia at Disneyland, you know, that's on the little track, yeah. and, and you put your kid on there, and he can't drive to save his life, but what happens, he goes a little too far, and then it, it grabs him and brings him back, and then goes too far the other way, grabs him and brings it back, and, you know, what happens is the market cycles back and forth between greed and fear, you know, I mean, people are creative, and they'll go out there, and they'll push the envelope, and that's what happened in the mortgage industry, and what happened is they pushed the envelope too far, the investors who were supplying the money said, hey, you know what, I don't want to buy this paper anymore, and our, our 
our real estate in, uh, economy is so very dependent upon you know confidence in the paper or the mortgages that get written to underwrite it that when that confidence went away, along with it went the supply of money. But ironically, the money really didn't go away. It just stopped buying this commodity and it got involved in other things. And we've seen gold and oil and all kinds of other things go up. Well, and look at interest rates. Exactly. Obviously, there's got to be a decent enough money supply still interested in funding mortgages if interest rates are still where they're at. Yeah, I mean, you know, interest rates are really a function of supply and demand also. And so if I'm a lender out there and I've got a portfolio of money I need to place in order to attract buyers, I have to drop my yield in order to attract applications. So it isn't that there isn't money to invest. In fact, relative to the amount of people that want to borrow, uh, there, there's a lot of money. The challenge is the distribution channel to connect the money is broken because the rules have changed. In other words, the, the lenders are saying, hey, I'm not going to take that subprime paper. I'm not going to take that stated income. I'm not going to take those high loan to values. I'm not going to uh, bet on my protective equity being a function of long-term appreciation or even short-term hyper-appreciation in a marketplace. You've got to come in with some down payment. You've got to come in with some good documentable income. You've got to have a good credit score. And if you bring me that kind of paper, the money is dirt cheap. That's great. And in order to create some sense of stability in the marketplace, the big boys, the Fed, the Treasury, you know, are coming in. The, the, the government is coming in and they're saying, hey, we're going to back this up. We're going to raise these lending limits so that you feel that Fannie and Freddie are going to be behind it. You know, we talked last week about all the work that's going into patching up Freddie and Fannie in terms yep. of the confidence level. Uh, and the distribution channel, because, again, I spent a lot of time in the mortgage community, is retooling itself to really learn how to do FHA and to, you know, there's a lot to learn to connect the money to the marketplace. And as that change begins to happen, the mortgage brokers that are figuring out how to play that game are becoming very successful. Those that haven't are sitting around going, I can't place a loan. Well, you're, you're, you're going back to the old store and that store sold out. There's no more money. You got to go to the place where the new opportunities are. Let's talk for a minute about uh, understanding all of that and looking at this change and seeing why it had to happen and, and now how it's manifesting. The big question is, as a real estate investor, how, how does this affect me? Right. right, A lot of the changes are all about single-family homes and about owner-occupied homes. And you heard Greg say that uh, the Fannie and, and Freddie guidelines for uh, investors to own homes have changed, and a lot has changed. It is not har- easier. It's harder for an investor to get, uh, today to get a loan. So uh, in our remaining minutes, let's talk about how that's going to affect us and what are some of the creative things we can do uh, as real estate investors. Well, I mean, it's the same thing that happened the last time money was tight. You know, when interest rates were really high, uh, because there wasn't enough money. And, you know, the, the loan guidelines back then, they didn't have 100% loans, you know, and then they had the government loans. And this is before the last 25 years of cheap conventional money that was willing to take high risk. Yep. What happened is that's when the, the era of creative real estate really be, began to blossom. The market abhors a vacuum. You can't leave a need out there unmet. People absolutely have to have houses. They absolutely have to have places to run their business. They absolutely have to have apartments to rent. So the need for real estate state is unquestionable. And so it, it, when you need to buy that product to serve that need in the marketplace, there's got there's a there's an equal need with money. There you know money and real estate go hand in hand. They're they're not separate. If anybody ever doubted that, this this what we've gone through has proved unequivocally that money and real estate are linked. I mean Good the, word. Yeah, I know. I I got that. I was I was looking up bifurcated earlier that Greg used, so I'm we can go back to that. But anyway, so the point is is that these two markets are clearly connected and everybody realizes it. So 
um, there's there's a lot of opportunity right now for for just getting back to creative, and a lot of creativity is coming into the marketplace uh, as people are learning how to play the game. But we're in a a period of intense adjustment. And with that, there's a there's a there's a segment of the investment population that's freaked out. And there's another population that is looking at it, going, "Okay, I know in all this chaos, there's opportunity, and I'm going to keep my head in the game. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to look for solutions. I'm going to listen to people that are actually out there doing it." And of course, you're seeing people find all kinds of clever ways to do stuff. Absolutely, and that's the thing is that it's always taken a degree of creativity to be a successful real estate investor, and it's more so today. Now, the good news is there's less competition. A lot fewer folks are getting into real estate investing today, which just blows me away because it's about the best time I've seen in my entire career of, of being the, a real estate investor. But the uncreative people are out because they don't know how to play the game because it's changed. You know, Again, just like the, in the mortgage business, the, the originators that haven't figured out how to adjust to where the opportunities are are going out of the business in droves. Those who are making the adjustments or have core business that is based on high-quality paper, they're fine. Right. Sure. It's like we talked about earlier, real estate agents that have made a change because of the shift in the market. As it changes, you got to bob and weave and, and, and turn around. You can't just say, well, I've always done it this way, so I'm always going to do it that way. Right. Right. We had a uh, an interesting conversation with an investor uh, a week ago who has been on the sideline for two and a half years and has said, I think it's time to start buying. Yeah. And he's got lots of money. Right. So interesting to see him come out of the work. And we know what he's doing. He's not doing what he did 20 years ago. He's looking at the market saying, okay, now what are the changes? What do I need to know? How do I play this time around? And it's going to be extraordinary. Yeah. You know, and it comes back to this whole idea that when you are missing something that you need in order to play according to the new rules, you may have to form a relationship to acquire it. In the old days, you know, when equity sharing first came out, the concept was, hey, somebody with good credit and somebody with money, they get together and then they're able to do a property. I think those days are coming back again. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for people to put together partnerships like that. Real estate is the type of business that you can get involved in a partnership fairly simply. Title is pretty well established. You know, the rules of engagement are pretty clear. You work with an attorney and, and get a simple, uh, you know, your, your deed figured out or whatever your, your holding entity is figured out. And you can go buy real estate together. So even if you don't have great credit, if you don't have money, whatever you're missing, you can go get. And then you may just bring hustle or knowledge or connections or whatever. Hopefully you bring something else to the party. But whatever you're missing, you can go get. And that's really the essence of creative real estate is just figuring out, hey, the opportunity is out there. I got to go find a good deal and I got to go find the pieces of the puzzle that are missing. There's people out there that need what I have. I'm going to go give them what they need, negotiate win-win, and you can make a lot of money in this market. The uh, rules of lending have changed, but the demand for property hasn't changed. The fact that human beings need to sleep under a roof hasn't changed. The fact that location, location, location is the rule of real estate, right? All those things are still here. And you know what? There are new needs for real estate as the market changes. And so you just have to seek those out, figure out where is there an opportunity and where is there a niche you don't want to just be a general real estate investor. I just invest in retail and commercial and warehouse and industrial and resort and houses. You want to get rich in a niche. Figure out something you can be extraordinary at and then how to play to that because there are sources for, for money. In fact, already talking about the market of whoring a vacuum, have we seen these little alternative lending sources creeping up? Sure. There's folks out there saying, well, I'm, I'll get together a bunch of money and we'll go figure it out. And there are some ways uh, that they're doing that. And so it's neat to 
see that hard money lending, great opportunity in hard money lending on both sides. Right. To borrow the oh, money absolutely. to do some things with and to lend money in those situations. There's it's, a lot uh, of people making money with discounted paper today because people are holding paper that, you know, is not performing and you can buy it for Forty percent discount on face, and then you know. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to make money in this market. So, it's- so much that you know we can't even talk about it all. And if you're ever frustrated by the fact that the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is only an hour long, we can't get it all in, then you need to come on our cruise. That's right. <laughs> Every year we spend a whole week together with a bunch of real estate investors. It's an extraordinary time, and uh, you got plenty of time. It's not till March of two thousand and nine, uh, March twentieth to uh, the twenty eighth or twenty ninth. It's going to be extraordinary. And uh, if you want more information about that, just go to our website at realestateguysradio.com dot com and uh, find out more about our cruise. And we'd love to go. You can also uh, enter to uh, win a cruise. Somebody wins a cruise every year and gets to go for free. We'd love to go. We are actually going, so we'd love to have you go too. <laughs> yes, we would. So uh, it's a great way to get together with uh, like-minded individuals and learn everything there is uh, that you can from not only the, the people that share the, the classes and seminars uh, so forth, but from each other. So, uh, hey, next week on the program, we're going to have an exciting uh, show for you. We'd like to tune you in. And also, we'd like to ask your help. Tell somebody you know about the Real Estate Guys. If you're listening via a, a podcast or uh, through our website, let folks know. And uh, who knows where the next great uh, real estate investor might come from. Thanks to our sponsors for uh, being such strong supporters of our program. Thanks to uh, you, our loyal listener. Thanks to Chief our engineer, Matthew Pierce, our executive producer. We'll see you uh, next week on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Until then, remember, equity happens. Make sure some happens to you. Real Estate Guys, brought to you in part by The Investor's Paradigm. Learn how investing in real estate, accounts receivables, hard money, lending, and other strategies can give you positive cash flow fast. Call 800-265-4817. Texas Investor Homes, model home leasebacks for long-distance investing. Call 972-897-6190 or visit TexasInvestorHomes.com. Corporate Direct, get the edge in business and wealth, building with asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. Call Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton at 800-600-1760. And Global Property Network. Have Goldfinger Luke Chadwick help you find properties from around the world. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN. Find out about these and other valued sponsors on the sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And learn how you can sponsor the program, 510-521-5100. We'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. You've heard about the red-hot Texas real estate market. Well, it's true. And now you can invest securely with guaranteed rents on brand-new model homes. One of the most sought-after investments in real estate is now available to you. Model home leasebacks. Perfect for long-distance investors. The builder leases the homes back from you after closing and guarantees the rent. The builder's the tenant. And here's the best news. No property management fees, no maintenance, no repairs, no upkeep, and an immediate tenant. You can expect reliable rent payments, homes that are meticulously cared for. Most model leasebacks have positive cash flow with as little as a 15% down payment. And you typically have an easy resale or re-rental because every buyer wants the model. Sound interesting? It should. Call Texas Investor Homes at 972-897-6190. That's 972-897-6190. There's limited inventory available, so call now, 972-897-6190, or visit TexasInvestorHomes.com. 